Hi, my name is Laura Lee, and this is It's Not About Food. So it's not about food, and it's not about weight. What is it about? Everything else. Because it's never ever about food, or weight, never ever, not even, one time, not ever, ever, ever. Hello, this is Laura Lee Rourke at the It's Not About Food podcast. And today I'm having a good friend of mine talk to us, Jenner. And I'm going to have her explain who she is and what she's doing and where she is in a minute. But uh, the card that she picked and what we're talking about today is the card Trusting the Process. And in the front of the card is the goddess is jumping from one landmass to another with her animal. And she has to trust that she will make it to the other side. She let go of one side and she's going to land on the other side. And that's how it feels a lot of time when we're going through something really big and we have to let go of what was and go to what might be. And the middle part is really hard. There's a card that I really loved for a long time that said, when one door closes, another one opens, but the hallways are a bitch. And that's how it kind of feels, trusting the process. So the card says, recovery from body hatred and disordered eating provides many layers of learning that unfold uniquely and spontaneously. Trusting the process means that we all work through these experiences and issues at our own pace and in our own way. We can trust that our process is exactly right for us, and we don't have to waste precious time comparing ourselves to others. And I can't think of another person who would be better able to talk about this than you, Jenner. We met when she was a peer educator for Beyond Hunger. We would go into schools and talk about this issue, a lot of it was about having people trust the process of growing up and that their bodies were going to change and that to trust themselves, trust their process, being in school and listening to themselves and what they really wanted to do and not comparing themselves with other people. It was a great thing that we did and we still do it to this day or I still do it to this day, but Jenner, you were such a great peer educator because you just really got where they were coming from and could speak to them on their own level, obviously, because you were a lot closer to their age than I was. But just letting them know that they didn't have to have body hatred and they didn't have to have an eating disorder and they could recover from it if they did have it, but they didn't have to get it. So just want to introduce Jenner to everyone, and she has gone on to do great things. So I'll let her talk about that. Thank you so much for having me, Laura Lee. It's so good to be here and talk with you. And I remember fondly when I first met you in Beyond Hunger and doing the peer education. It was such a great experience as I was in my own recovery at the time and just being able to share my experience with other peers around my own age. And looking back, it was such a good learning experience too, and just reflection of who I was and, you know, the process that I was going through. So yeah, now I'm here in Austin, Texas and working as a nurse and loving that. 
um, and just continuing. would consider myself recovered at this point in my life, but definitely still aware and using the tools that I've learned throughout the process every day in my life. I would imagine or I make up, I guess I would say, because I don't really know, but you have to have faith and trust in the process as you're dealing with people that are really sick. And not only yourself, trusting the process that you know how to do this and you're going to get through it and you know what to do. And if you don't, you have a big team that you can lean on to and there's a process and everybody can trust that. But the patient has to also trust in you and in themselves, in their own bodies. Yeah, definitely. I picked five cards initially because I couldn't. They were all so beautiful and had such good meaning for me. But this one, I feel like just kind of embodied all of the cards that I picked. And as I look back throughout my life, There's huge turning points and milestones that I can identify that I've really had to trust this process and really just kind of let go of everything that I knew and trying to control and just really take that leap of faith. And especially now in nursing, I'm relatively new in the field. I've been a nurse for about a year now. And I do this every single day and trusting that I'm competent, that I know what I'm doing, that yes, I have this amazing team that's backing me if I have questions or if I need help. And yeah, really for me, trusting that my patients are going to trust me and that I have their best interests, holding that in the highest regard. And every single day, it's trusting that I'm where I need to be and, and doing what I need to be doing. It's so beautiful that you're doing that. Again, I can imagine coming from here, California, because this is where you're from and this is where I am and this is where you were in the Beyond Hunger Period program and going through college and then going to Texas and deciding to be a nurse. That must have been a lot of times when it was really hard. And I know that nursing school is really hard, (laughs) that you probably... We're like, what the hell am I thinking? <laughs> All the way down here. And you were in Corpus, yeah? Yeah, I went to nursing school in Corpus and then moved out to Austin to work after school. And just coming to Texas was a huge, huge culture shock and change for me. And leaving everything I knew, family and friends in California and just... Yeah, really trusting that was going to be good for me and also trusting that I could always come back like it wasn't. And that's with everything and nothing is permanent and you have to trust and just take that leap sometimes to just see if it's something that might work or that might be good. And if it's not, you can start over and do something else. So Yeah, and isn't that the way that it feels all the time, but especially right now, is we are, our little lives that we thought we were in control of just got turned upside down, and now we're doing things that we never thought we would have to do, like wear a mask outside or... Totally, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Wipe down everything from Amazon before we bring it in our house and stuff like that. It's yeah, so weird. It is know? so weird. So weird. Just realizing what's really important and 
sifting out the junk and the frills, I guess, and just realizing what are the priorities and what do I really need to have in my life to make me feel whole and fulfilled and amidst of a global pandemic. So (laughs) exactly. And if we look at this of not only trusting the process, but also trusting our pace as we go through this, I don't think anybody alive right now has been through a global pandemic. Well, maybe there are people that are 101 or something like that that have, but not very many people are. At least I've never seen anything like this. So I don't know how to do this perfectly because I don't do anything perfectly anyway, but I've never had to do this before. So I have no pattern to follow. And how are you able to work with that, especially after you turned your whole life upside down and did all kinds of new things all over the place the last few years? Yeah, I mean, for me, it's really just coming back to myself and finding ways to ground myself and continue doing the things that I know serve me and are healthy for me, continuing finding new ways to move my body and exercise and still making good meals for myself that are filling my body with nutrients and immunity and and really just kind of coming back to the basics of what we need for survival and realizing that all the other stuff is just kind of extra. And for me, I guess I lean more towards anxious tendencies. And so it's really easy for me to get carried away in all the scary news and stuff going on externally. And so it's been really important for me to just take a breath, come back and just center myself in what do I need right now to like feel okay. And a lot of times it's just breathing and lighting a candle and maybe drinking some tea, something so simple, but can just bring you back to the moment and what's happening right now. Because we don't know what'll happen. It's all, like you said, we've never been through this before. It's all new and... And scary new. Yeah, and very scary. Yeah, it's exemplified in my hospital too. It's like every single day there's new processes, new guidelines, new things for us to be doing that we don't know what's going to be happening the next day, the next hour. And so, again, it's trusting the process, like trusting that they have our best interests in mind despite everything that's been going on. And that's all that we can really do. In your hospital, do you have enough stuff that you need? Do you have enough masks and gowns and everything that we didn't have, it seems like, at the very beginning? Yeah, I mean, we have enough, but they're making changes in in the way that we use the equipment and we're not using it in the way that it was intended to be used. We're using single-use items more than once and for our whole entire shift, we get one mask and so... Technically, we have enough, but it's never really (laughs) enough. So, yeah, we're making do with what we have, but it's interesting times for sure. (laughs) And are you able to kind of connect with your patients, let them know that you're there and they're not alone? And Yeah, that's one thing that we really try to do. And one thing that I think that I'm good at is just trying to connect with them on a personal level, especially now that we've restricted visitors from coming in and so some of these patients they don't have anyone there and some of them can do like a zoom call or 
connect with their family in that way. But I try my best to really just comfort them and let them know that there's all of us here supporting them and doing what we can to take care of them. And that it's definitely a huge change from what it was and, and so different from what, like, I mean, I never imagined that in my first year of nursing, I would be where we are. They said in nursing school that nursing would be hard. The first year would be hard, but I don't think anyone could have ever imagined that this would be where we are. So no, who would know that you'd be on the front line of a pandemic with people that are ill from it. I have to say this happens to me a lot of times because I'm a therapist, so I help somebody in there. So like grateful, but it's sort of like, yeah, but you did the work. (laughs) I just held the container. Now you are doing the work, but the person is also having to fight for her life or trust her body to get through this or hopefully get through this. And then if people applaud you, it might feel, I would again imagine it kind of feels like, well, we're all doing this kind of thing. Yeah, definitely. There's so much about healthcare workers being heroes and all that. And it doesn't feel like that for me. And while I appreciate the support, it's kind of feels a little bit like fraudulent. I'm doing my job and this is what I do. And there's so many of us that are doing this and we're no more heroic than the patients that are coming in. Yeah, I think about that as sort of like, or, okay, we're heroes, you're a hero too. But you know what would be better is if you put that energy into making sure we had enough mass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, or something. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, yeah. So, and I really love what you said a minute ago that you're making sure that you have enough nourishment and you are getting enough rest and getting enough food and getting enough of what you need in order to get up tomorrow to do the same thing again. How are you taking care of yourself? I guess that's the question is how are you making sure that you are taking care of yourself when so much of your energy is out to take care of others right now? Yeah, I mean, In the beginning, it was really hard because I just felt so overwhelmed and exhausted by all of the energy and working overtime and all of that. And it was hard for me, too, because grocery stores were restricted, all the gyms closed, stuff like that. And but I realized that, you know, I had to kind of get creative and (laughs) figure out other ways to support myself in those ways, because simply not doing it wasn't serving me. And so, you know, I've been going on nice long walks outside and there's a nice trail by my house. So I try to do that on the days that I don't work and you know, making sure that I'm preparing my meals ahead of time so that I know that I have enough food and just doing those little things that really just help me. And I'm working nights now. So after my last shift, when I wake up the next day, even though I might be super tired, like just even going on like a 20 minute walk, if I can get myself there, it just makes so much difference and gives me more energy and just getting outside and connecting with nature is so important for me. So yeah, those are the little things that I have been consistently doing that have really been helping and, and also just giving myself grace and a little bit more room to be, more fluid, I guess, with it and just not being so rigid or hard on myself if I don't 
work out one day or if I don't eat the healthiest meal and just giving myself room for that too of, of not judging and just trust trusting, trusting the process yes trusting <laughs> the process that you know I'm doing yeah. the best that I can in each moment so yeah isn't that a beautiful thing is that like well I didn't do this I didn't do this I didn't do this well wait a minute I'm doing the best I can isn't that a beautiful gift that we can give ourselves yeah it's been huge for me just not only during this time but this whole recovery process is just reminding myself whenever I get caught in judging myself or judging my process is just reminding myself that I'm doing the best that I can with what I have right now and that's enough. Yeah and it would seem that as you're working with other people who are really ill trying to get them into a recovery mode, not so much from an eating disorder, but from this horrible virus. And that you are hopefully showing them that they can be with themselves as they're going through this and just not expect themselves to get up and walk before they can or whatever. And um, I wonder about, like, how are the people around you working, you know, the other nurses and the doctors? Do you see people struggling to take care of themselves? Are you able to say, well, maybe you should take a break (laughs) to someone? Yeah, I think it's kind of a mixed bag. And I think as this goes on for longer, I think people kind of have become a little bit not more comfortable with it. It's not such a shock. The rug is slowly coming back (laughs) underneath Uh us. But yeah, I mean, people are overworked and stressed out. And at the same time, like I've really seen the support of the teams that are present in the hospital. And it's brought us closer together in that regard of none of us know what's happening. None of us really know what's coming next. But we're getting through this together and we're here for each other and we'll get through it. Sometimes that's all that we can really rely on is just knowing that there's this awesome team of people that are doing this together. And I think we as humans think that we need to be in control. We are in control. And then something comes along and knocks us off that and like, oh, they're actually is no control and we've never been in control. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) So, but we have protocols and we can go back to the protocol or we can go back to basics and come from there. But still, there's no control. I mean, I know there are people working really hard trying to come up with a vaccine or they're trying to come up with tests that everybody's going to be able to do and that are easy and that will tell us every day whether we can go outside or not and all this other stuff, That, but we're not there yet. And so we're just sort of like floating around in space right now. <laughs> and that's our normal. And there'll be another normal, another newer normal, but... Yeah. We'll get used to this and then it'll change and do something different. And we're not all geared a lot of the time as humans. Just tell me what's happening and I'll do it. But this kind of namby-pamby, well, nobody really knows. It's very hard for us to wrap our heads around that. Yeah, I mean, it is. And it just comes back to, again, trusting the process and that it's all very fluid. And it can be hard, especially for, I think, a lot of people who struggle with eating disorders and body stuff have innately have these 
control issues. And so for me, my eating disorder, it was like all about control and controlling food and the way that my body looked and all of that. And of course, in my recovery, I've examined that and learned to work with that. But I don't think that it really goes away. So it's definitely there. And and again, it's for me when I find myself trying to control things or trying to be so rigid. And it's like just taking a step back and being like, let go. Just It's fine. Like right now I'm fine. And like I'm alive, I'm breathing, I'm healthy. Yeah. And like right now, you know, I have these shoes on, I'm walking on this floor and I'm being in this room and I have this shirt on and that guy, it looks like that. And it sort of bring us back to the moment of trusting where we are right now and knowing what that will be okay in the next moment, which is really hard to do again when you're in such a crazy place. You're in the middle of something we don't hear about or read about or see on the news. You're right in that room. So it's much more in your body, (laughs) you know. Yeah. And I think part of it too is while we are able to help so many people in their healing and recover from this, it's also realizing that there's only so much we can do. And Like there are limitations. We're doing everything that we can, but sometimes it isn't enough and sometimes we can't do enough. And just being able to have grace with that too and just realize that we've done everything that we can. It's like really trusting the process that maybe the process is leading to death and that's not a fault. That is just the way that it is. It is what it is. So you're right in front and center of all of that. And again, trusting yourself to know what you know and trusting the person to live their own little path that they have. Yeah. And as much as I'm trusting the process, I'm really ready for it to be moving forward and and moving towards normalcy. And that's, I think, the thing that makes us feel better that we tell ourselves. But the reality, that's an illusion because the reality is we don't know what normal is going to be like. Right. Exactly. This could be like this for a while. Yeah. This might be the normal for a long time. We don't know. So we're all trying to get our heads wrapped around it. And I can't think of a better person to help other people with that, too, to just embody that themselves. You've gotten over something really severe and serious in your own life, and you're there to help somebody, hopefully guide them through that with their life, too. So if there was like a young girl when you were really trying to struggle with this whole body acceptance and learning how to feed yourself and nurture yourself and trust the process— If you can think of her now, what would you tell her as she's sitting on her bed in her room going, oh, no, what am I going to do? I would tell her that those things aren't important. What your body looks like, what the skill says, how many calories you ate. There's so much more out there. And if you can just see the beauty in everything Uh and see the world from a different perspective, it's just just so much more out there than 
those little things. And I know that they feel so big and so important and so consuming. But if you can just let go of all of that and just be the way that the world is, it's so much better on the other side. Yeah. And it almost feels like that every day that we wake up. <laughs> we have to remember that. Yeah, truly. Would you mind reading that bottom part that today I will practice? Today I will practice trusting my process and knowing that I'm right where I need to be on my path. I will practice viewing each situation as a learning experience and will be loving and accepting with myself as I move along my path. Oh, well, Jenner, I am so grateful that you took this time and I know that you are completely ragged out about all the work that you're doing right now, but you took this time to talk to me and to do this podcast. And I just really appreciate your strength and hope to those that are suffering not only from an eating disorder, but from whatever. And just really appreciate you doing your work and being in the world and being on the podcast today. Of course, it's been such a pleasure and I always love talking with you and connecting with you is always wonderful. So thank you for having me. Well, thank you so much. And I will talk to you soon. Thank you for listening. And be sure and follow me on Patreon, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and it's not about food.com. Thanks.